You're listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast with pet business coach Kristen Morrison, episode number 47. Welcome to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast, where it's all about pet business challenges, real coaching, and real solutions to help you thrive in your pet business and in your life. And now, here's your host, pet business coach, Kristen Morrison. Hi, pet business owners. So before we get to today's coaching session, I wanted to share a little bit about what I've been doing this week because I think for some of you, you can relate to this. So I have been traveling a lot with my husband lately the past few months. We've been going on a lot of trips. Some of them have been for business. Some of them have been for pleasure. And whenever I travel, I realize I have this switch inside me. It's kind of the FU switch, right? That goes, I am going to eat whatever I want. I'm going to drink whatever I want. I'm on vacation. So typically when I'm at home, I tend to eat very low carb. And, you know, I do drink wine. I enjoy wine, but I'm really into moderation when it comes to that. And when I go on vacation, there's a part of me that just kind of goes, forget it. I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm on vacation, right? So because we've been traveling so much, I've been doing more of that than I usually do. And when we came back from our most recent trip on Sunday, I woke up on Monday morning and I realized I don't feel good food to me is really medicine in a lot of ways and it helps me feel very grounded and content and I was noticing with all the sugar it was really kind of affecting me in a not so good way. So I decided to do a cleanse this week which is something that I don't usually do at home. I usually go away to a retreat center to do a cleanse but they didn't have any spots available for me. So I ended up getting a bunch of organic greens, green juice items, soups, lots of lots of soups. So I have been really feeling a lot better. So if you are noticing that your diet isn't that great and it's affecting your life and your business, I just want to give a shout out to eating healthy even just for a day, you may notice that it's the pick-me-up that you need. Maybe not. You know, we're all so different in what we need and what our bodies need and want. So this may not resonate for you at all. And if not, no worries. But if you're a pet business owner who has been eating on the run, or maybe you've been on vacation and you've had that FU switch kind of get flipped like I did, I just want to encourage you to come back to your center and to really look at what you're putting in your body and see if that helps. The other thing that I've been doing this week, which feels really good, is I have been regularly meditating again. So when I got back from my retreat center last year, I started a daily meditation practice. So every day, For over a hundred days, I was meditating regularly every single day for over a hundred consecutive days. And then I skipped a day 
And then I skipped another day. And then because I had lost my streak, I just sort of lost the momentum. And I got back on the horse this week, the meditation horse, and it feels so good. Even just five minutes a day of quietly watching the breath and listening and just connecting to myself feels so good. And next week, I'm really excited to say I'm going to be going on a meditation retreat. It's just for 24 hours, and it's a self-paced meditation retreat. It's not an organized group or anything, but it's a wonderful retreat center in a beautiful part of Northern California, and they offer rooms there. And you bring your own food, and they have a meditation hall, and they have hiking trails, and you're not allowed to bring computer, you're not allowed to bring phone. In fact, I was talking to a friend of mine who went to this retreat center a few weeks ago, and she said she brought her computer, she kind of sneaked it in, contraband, right? So she brought it in, and she was in her room typing, And somebody knocked on the door. It was like the meditation police and said, I hear you typing in there. There's no typing. This is not a hotel. This is a meditation retreat. Put your computer away. (laughs) So it should be interesting, but I'm really, really excited about it. And I'm especially excited that I'm getting back to meditation here. So I also wanted to share one more thing that I have a free Facebook group. And if you don't know about it, and if you're not a part of it, I really want to encourage you to check it out. There are 2,500 pet business owners from all over the world who are currently a part of that group. And I would love to have you join in the conversation about podcast episodes and other topics. So finding the group is really easy. You can go on Facebook and search for Prosperous Pet Business, and you will find the book. Two items will pop up when you search for Prosperous Pet Business. One is the Facebook business page, which you're welcome to like. I would love it. The other is the Prosperous Pet Business Facebook group. It's the community of pet business owners that are on there, and I'm on there, and I would love to have you on there too and get to know you through that group. So before we dive into the coaching session, I just want to share about the coaching client that I worked with in this segment. So a few months ago, I got an email from a woman named Lisa, and I wanted to read you her email. She said, Kristen, for the past few years, my business has just been sustaining me, but I want it to do more than that. I want it to thrive. I also recently moved into a more expensive home. I went back to college and both brought a steep increase in my expenses. And originally, I thought I might change careers or go to vet school after I graduate next year, but I realized I really want to increase my income enough that I can keep my business as a long-term career. 
now that I know that my business is going to be a more permanent fixture instead of just something I do until I finish college, I need to rebuild it so I can earn a comfortable living and also be able to have a life. I've been putting myself on the back burner for seven years, thinking that the business was just a temporary phase, but now I'm ready to make big changes. So this segment is about making big pet business and life changes. And I invite you to come on in, join the session with me and my coaching client, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Kristen. How are you? I am doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm really excited to talk to you. Well, I am excited to talk to you too. So let's just dive right in. Why don't you tell me a little bit about your business and what you most need help with today? Um, Okay, so hopefully I'm not too all over the place. I've kind of had a lot going on. Um, I've been in business for eight years, mostly by myself. And when I kind of, when I started my business, I was getting into animal rescue and like activism. I had recently gone vegan, so I was kind of into stuff like that. And I kind of had this idea that my business was going to be a combination of all of those things, like kind of getting... like community involvement and things like that. And then once the business took off, it kind of took over. <laughs> yeah. um, and I found that I haven't had time to do all of the stuff that I was really passionate about. And mm-hmm. um, now that I'm kind of further along, I'm realizing that that kind of needs to be its own thing, like its own separate project. Um, Definitely. So, and I've kind of, I've done some like blogging and like content creation off and on. Um, and I really want to do that and I need to make more time for that. Um, so uh-huh. I, I need to hire because right now I'm working seven days a week. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And the other thing is that I've uh, gone back to school and uh-huh. um, I was in school off and on pretty much the entire time I've been pet sitting. Um, but it was just too much to do both, um, especially because I was a biology major. I actually thought I wanted to go to vet school. Um, but this semester, I changed my major to behavioral science, and I actually really love it, um, which it's kind of got me thinking about maybe grad school, like maybe uh-huh. going into like the mental health field, becoming a therapist or something like that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so basically, though, I find that like I don't have time to even like research all of this stuff that I want to do or to like put real thought into it because I'm just working all day, every day. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, honestly, at this point, I really just need an employee or two to take over, like, some weekends and a few shifts here and there Mm -hmm. so I can work on this other stuff and kind of figure out what my long-term plan is going to look like. Yeah, because if you don't create space for that, for your brain and your body and your spirit, you won't be able to really explore that. So I love that you're conscious around that it's so important um and yeah as you were talking I just thought you really need to hire um you're working seven days a week you've been doing this for eight years you have a lot of things you're passionate about which is wonderful things that are really close to your heart and also exploring the next step for you in terms of uh career change potentially so Mm -hmm. 
I think that's going to be really important to you. Have you ever hired anyone, anybody in your business? Um, I've had a couple of employees, but one was like my long-term boyfriend and the other one uh-huh. was a close, a close friend. So I kind of got okay. spoiled. It was people that I already knew and trusted. So I've never yeah. hired just someone that I didn't know. Okay, great. And I actually, when I'm working with people who ask me about, hey, should I hire my friend or my family member? I usually discourage them from doing that. Some people have great experiences, mm-hmm. but most don't that I've worked with. It can be hard to change the relationship. And usually yeah. it does because you're the boss and you're having mm-hmm. to tell them what to do. And it can kind of upset the apple cart. So I would encourage you to hire somebody you don't know. Yeah. And there are ways around that, which some of which you may have heard me talk about on a webinar if you've attended one, but you know, in case you haven't, I'll share, but ways in which you will feel more trusting before you even met them. Yeah. So one of the ways is to get really clear on what exactly you want and when. So what they're going to do, when they're going to work, and where they're located or, you know, what areas they're going to cover. So clarity is super important before you even begin the process of looking for this person. So I heard you say wanting some weekend help, wanting some evening help. My recommendation is that you don't hire somebody who does all weekends every single weekend because right. they look really burned out. So yeah, what you could like do, yep, absolutely. And what you could do is actually hire two people who can rotate too, you know, yeah. and that way they could cover for each other you know, so that you don't end up having to be the emergency backup on the weekend. So you can Mm -hmm. actually take it off because what happens, what I see with a lot of pet sitters and dog walkers is they hire, but then they're the emergency backup and then they end up working as much as they were working before they started hiring, which Mm -hmm. is the purpose. So I think that'll really be powerful for you if you can hire two weekend people who can then you know, cover for each other. Yeah, And that was kind of one of my main fears too, especially if I do decide to continue with school. Um, yep. If I have visits booked when I'm at school and I physically have to be somewhere else, you know, I, I yep. need a yep. backup for my backup. <laughs> Definitely. And, you know, I had to do this when I lived in Bali. So I lived in Bali for six months while my business was in the States <laughs> running mm. without me. And so I really had to learn you know, and really set up my business as if there was no way I could show up, which I couldn't, you know, mm-hmm. it took me a whole two days <laughs> to arrive. Yeah. So, you know, it kind of forced me to really solve this problem. And so for me, I felt like I could never have too many, too many backup dog walkers and pet sitters. You know, I had everybody, you know, not everybody, but I had most of my staff trained on the various clients. So usually for one client, we had three people trained on them. Okay. So that, yeah. And you know, that doesn't happen instantaneously. It happens over time. And especially with those clients who call a lot. Is that your kitty? I hear him. Yeah. I put him in in a different room thinking he'd leave me alone, but he, (laughs) he's like, mom, what are you doing? 
oh, if you want to let him out, it's okay. I mean, you know, it's up to you. Do you think he'll meow more if he's in the he, room with Yeah, because he actually gets into oh, it with okay. the other cat. <laughs> okay, got it, got it, okay. That's okay. actually another reason that I, that's another reason that I want more time off. I adopted a cat that doesn't get along with my original cat. And oh, I want to start start working on them, but it's like got to be a yeah. consistent daily thing, you know. And I just totally. I'm not home enough. I have to have yeah. a cat therapist. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. Isn't that something? Yeah. Oh, you want to be able to spend time with your little kitty who's a yeah. little bit anxious. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So, um, going back to the hiring, so I'm going to recommend that you hire two weekend people who are able to rotate and maybe you do like the first and third weekend and then the second and fourth weekend. And then every other fifth weekend, there are usually four fifth weekends, Mm -hmm. then they would rotate those, you know, or perhaps they commit to it. You know, maybe one commits to all fifth weekends, so you don't Uh have too much rotating. Um, but that can be a good way to do it so that they're really clear. You know, they look at their calendar and they're like, okay, I am, you know, working on the first and the third weekend. It just creates a lot of congruency all around. Okay. So, so that's something I would actually start with that before you hire somebody for evenings. Not that you shouldn't do that. I just think if you have weekend time, it is going to free you up so much yeah. in such a new way. Like that is a fabulous start for you. And also financially, you know, I don't want you to hire too many people so that you're, you get in a hole financially because it will be, you'll be spending more, you know, initially mm-hmm. um, to have these people work for you. Granted, you will make some, of course, a profit, but what will happen is you'll find you'll have more energy to actually take care of things in your business that maybe you've sh- shoved aside right, as yeah. well as hire, you know, have time to hire more people so that you can end up, you know, making a lot more money and also marketing. You can, you probably don't even want to market now because you're busy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just getting to the point where I have to like turn clients away. So yeah, um, definitely having help would help with that. Yep. It's a really good time to hire when you're turning clients away. It's the perfect time. And I always say just, you know, if you do get in the spot where you find business slumps a little bit, but yet you still feel like you need more staff, I always recommend that sitters and walkers hire first and then market because it can be such a disappointment if you spend money and energy and time marketing and then you don't have anybody to take care of that you know yeah. it's really a shame all that's around a good point, yeah. So, yeah so yeah that's going to be an action step for you to get into that into that process of looking for these people so again going back to action steps to take so getting really clear so we talked about you know you hiring weekend people you know what areas are they going to cover what are the hours they're going to cover you know are they going to probably you don't have you know, weekend dog walks, except for occasionally, but you do have pet sitting, right? Yeah. Morning and evening, sometimes midday. Um, and then also, I encourage you to look at, because you've never hired a stranger, to really look at the process that you do in terms of hiring. 
So what I did, and again, you may have heard me talk about this in a webinar, you know, something else, but I created an application packet uh-huh. for my own hiring process. And it basically is a an eight-page packet that new applicants fill out, and then they email it back to me before I've even met them. Like that's the process so that I can review the packet, really get clear if they're the right fit. And it's a process to fill it out. It's a commitment. And so half of the people that you send this packet back to, you know, send this packet to probably won't even send it back because they'll just look at it and go, oh my God, this is a lot of work. (laughs) Yeah. You really, which is great because you want to weed those people out from the very beginning. You don't want to waste your time even talking to them on the phone, you know? And I don't even recommend that you talk on the phone. It's kind of like if you've ever done online dating, you want to meet people, <laughs> like get a sense of them and then meet them as soon as possible in person. So the mm. packet like weeds them out. I often said, you know, when I was dating, I wish I had a packet for um, <laughs> applicants <laughs> for husbands. <laughs> Nothing like that out there, but there should yeah. be. But uh, yeah, but um, anyway, I just found that the packet really helped create a lot of clarity. You know, some of the questions on the packet, you can create your own. I also have it on my site. If you're interested, I can email it to you if you want to check it out. Mm -hmm. But what I recommend if you do create your own is that you have these two particular questions, which are really important. So one of the questions is list three words that best describe why you would make a great pet sitter and dog walker for our company. And the reason why this is a really important sentence that you want to write is because what I found some people would actually write like three sentences or a paragraph (laughs) or, you know, 10 words. I was like, you are not following directions. I remember. Really important facet. And yeah. And I've like, people have, uh, I've told people before that I think some of my clients would make great pet sitters because I see their attention detail and all of their instructions and stuff. So I definitely want to make sure I hire someone who's like that has that good attention to detail. Absolutely. It's super, super important. And we can talk about how to approach potential clients too. So I'll talk about that in a minute. But first, the other question that you want to have in your packet is how much do you need to make per week doing supplemental work? With their okay. Because you want to let people know it's not a full-time job. You want to get a sense of how much they need to make. And here's the thing, though. If you realize that probably more realistically they're going to be making like 150 a weekend or something, mm-hmm. and they write, you know, I want to make 500 a week, doesn't necessarily mean they're not the right fit. It just means you need to clarify it for them. And okay. the... You know, approximate amount per visit should definitely go in the ad when you place the ad so that they're aware of how much they're getting paid before they filled out the packet. It's also going to be in the packet too, but you want to have, you want to have it in the help wanted ad. Okay. 
Want to take what you're learning from the podcast and begin to apply it in your own pet business so you can see powerful results? The Pet Business Online Course Learning Platform can help you do that. You'll find instant access courses that can help you launch or grow your pet business starting right now. You can watch, listen, and learn from the courses right now or whenever works best for you and from wherever you're at in the world. The How to Start Your Pet Sitting and Dog Walking Business in 7 Days online course gives you step-by-step instruction and comprehensive tools to help you launch your own pet care business and get paying clients in just one week. The four-week Pet Business Catapult program provides a weekly comprehensive plan to help you create systems and strategies so you can work on your business instead of in your business. You'll also learn exactly what you need to find, hire, and train quality staff and attract high-paying, profitable clients. With these classes and the many other online classes you'll find on the course platform, you can take your pet business to a new level of growth and success starting right now. Go to PetBusinessCourses.com. That's PetBusinessCourses.com or use the online learning platform link in the show notes page to start transforming your pet business right now. You'll find many classes for all your business needs, including how to get your website higher on the search engines and how to use Facebook marketing to grow your pet business, plus many others. New courses are added monthly. These online courses provide solutions and actionable steps so you can quickly take your business to a new level of growth and profitability. And you'll receive your courses in less than 60 seconds after ordering. To find out more, go to PetBusinessCourses.com. So if you end up approaching clients, so I would say first, before you approach clients, because clients can kind of, if you send out a mass email to your clients, they can get a little freaked out. Like, oh God, she's going to be hiring somebody. Yeah, oh, yeah no. I've literally, you know, they, I've had people literally tell me they won't use my employee. <laughs> and I've gotten yeah. to the point where if you don't use my employee, you can't be my client because I can't work seven Beautiful. days a week. It's like not it's realistic. true. It's true. And the thing is, most people probably, they may say that, but realistically, mm-hmm. they probably won't leave yeah. because they're going to have to get a new person anyway. Right. Yeah. They might as well use you. You know, people don't like change. So, you know, yes, they're going to be rah, 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 upset. <laughs> you know, big deal. You know, everybody has a challenge with change. We all do, right? Yeah. So, but you need to do it. And I love your conviction around it. You're just like so clear. Because it's been right. so long. It's been like eight Yeah, years. it has. <laughs> well, and at this point, if you if you wait even like three more months to start this process, you're going to be bordering on burnout. You already are, but you're going to be like over the edge. And mm-hmm. then you're going to want to sell your business or walk away, you know, which is such a shame. You have a wonderful, wonderful business here and you're providing a really important service. So... You know, I think hiring really fantastic people is going to help. So let's talk about where to place the ad because that's really important too. So a couple places that you can, well, actually, I'm going to tell you three places that you can place the ad. One is Craigslist under etc. Jobs. It's ETC Uh jobs. Those are for the random jobs like dog walking, pet sitting. Um, The other one is Indeed. And if you go on Indeed, it's going to ask you if you want to pay for an ad. I don't recommend that you do pay for an ad because I've actually had 
some of my coaching clients pay for the ad and get fewer applicants than when they did the free ad. It was really strange. So try the free ad and see if that works. It should. It usually works for a lot of pet sitters and dog walkers around the country. And then the other thing that you can do is post it on Nextdoor. And if you're not on Nextdoor, I really recommend that you get there. Yeah, I've actually, I am. I've got a lot of new clients from Nextdoor. Yes, it's powerful, powerful client source for sure. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, and then I just want to let you know, too, that when you hire somebody you don't know, you know, the packet is going to give you some confidence, but it's not going to erase it entirely. There's actually nothing, unfortunately, that can erase um, some fear that may arise of like, oh, my God, you know, I've had my business for eight years. I've taken care of these clients. I'm giving them to somebody, you know, who I'm a little bit nervous around, you know, letting uh-huh. them go. And But that's normal. So if you can remember when you're actually training this per- these people or this person that it's normal to feel, feel fear. What is really important is how we handle the fear. Uh-huh. So if you can go through it, I had the fear. Everybody I've ever worked with who has ever hired has had the fear. It's just as common as the need to brush our teeth every day. <laughs> you uh-huh. know? So you know, and some people will get stopped because they feel the fear. They're like, oh, my God, I feel fear. It must not be right. Now, that's different from having concerns in terms of I don't know if this person I'm hiring is going to, um, you know, if, if I can really trust them. Now, you, you won't be able to trust them right away. But what I mean is just like if you have major concerns about like them, red and you would Yes, or even yellow flags are really uh-huh. important to pay attention to. So some yellow flags would be, let's say you are interviewing somebody, and I really recommend that you have a dog with you wherever you interview, oh, Okay. Um, especially a dog that has some energy, high energy, you know, because they can be challenging, right? Mm-hmm. And so a yellow flag would be, if the dog like rubs up against that person and they start like pulling hair off their leg, you know, and like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, a red flag would be if they don't pet the dog at all. That's like, you're out, mm-hmm. you know, you are out. A red flag would be if they write a paragraph instead of three words to that application uh-huh. packet sentence, you know, Um, A yellow flag, or it would actually be just like a black checkered flag of like, (laughs) Um, but to look at how much they want to make, you know, so just paying attention is so important. And the more information you can gather about this person, the more likely you will be to hire somebody really great. Also, when you're interviewing them, I recommend that you ask open-ended questions instead of yes or no questions. Okay. Everybody knows how to answer a yes or no question. So some open-ended questions could be, if this is something that you know they would need to do, how do you sub-cue a cat? You know, how do you pill a cat? You know, what would you do if a dog like got out of his collar? You know, think about situations that have happened for you that have been really challenging 
and how you dealt with them and then ask scenario questions like that. I wouldn't ask like tons and tons of questions, but maybe pick like five questions that are open-ended that you ask, you know, every single person that you interview. Okay. Yeah. So we just have a couple more minutes. Do you have any other questions? Any questions um, about this? Or? I actually, I have a lot of questions, but I think okay. probably <laughs> one of the most, or one of the ones I'm kind of the most confused about because it's kind of like an unknown thing is, yep. I've heard you talk to a lot of people about um, wanting to go, you know, they have their regular full-time job and now they're part-time pet sitting, but they want to go full-time pet sitting. But I have, I don't think I've ever heard you talk to someone who wants to do the opposite. <laughs> so, oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So I, and I have, just like, I have worked with a lot of people like that, just not on the podcast. Uh -huh. um, a lot of people, I have worked with a lot of moms who are pregnant uh -huh. and they're like, oh my God, <laughs> I need to devote some time to my kid. And my business has been like 10 kids to me. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> or they want to open up another, you know, branch in another part of the country, or they want to travel for months at a time, you know, so that's a similar thing to yeah. what you're doing, which is possibly going to graduate school. So it's similar. It's um, basically what you want to do is really think about what would you need to do if you weren't in the country? Okay, uh -huh. so let's say you were living abroad and you want to keep your business. So that's a really great way to look at what you would actually need to change. Um, so the first step that you can do is actually write down like bullet points of all the actions that you do in your business that you would no longer be able to do if you worked abroad. Uh -huh. Okay, because part of it for you, you're still going to be here in the area, but your time is going to be very limited. So you don't want to be, have to jump in and be the emergency backup. So it's really important to act as if you are not going to be in the country because that's essentially what's going to happen, especially if you go to grad school. Mm -hmm. You're going to be full on, busy, busy. So, you know, part of that is definitely hiring more dog walkers and pet sitters. It's hiring a manager or maybe even two managers to help you manage Okay. While you're in school. Um, and maybe you look at the particular days that you still want to work. You know, you probably don't want to give it up entirely. Right. Know, yeah. I do still enjoy it. So. Yeah, exactly. And what I did um, both before and after I lived in Bali, I, well, before I lived in Bali, I, I worked three days a week for just, the, I would say the four years before I went to Bali. And then when I came back from Bali, I only worked two days a week in my business. Mm. And I worked basically from like nine to six in the office. That was, I, I felt like I really wanted to keep my hand on the pulse of my business mm -hmm. and stay connected to it. You know, so that, that was what I did. So, you know, I would just say, begin to look at weaning yourself off and start with, the days that you most don't want to do, you know, in terms of the dog walking and the pet sitting. And then when you're talking about a manager here, which is a much longer conversation, I am doing a manager webinar, 
in mm-hmm. just a couple days, but or actually tomorrow night. Um, but if you're looking at a manager, one thing you don't want to do is you don't want to have them start off on Mondays because Mondays tend to be the busiest management day of any pet sitting and dog walking company. I mean, granted, there are some, you know, exceptions to that rule, but for the most part, overall, what I've seen across the world (laughs) in working with people is that Mondays are the big day and Tuesday's a close second. So you Uh want to start with like maybe even having them do one weekend day managing and then some evenings, you know, those are usually slower in terms of management. Okay. Yeah. All right, my dear. That's all the time we have today. I have another coaching client that I have to get to. All right. That's but, a lot of um, good information. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> glad I got to I got to work with you and I'm I'm happy to email you the application packet so you can find out more. And even if you don't want to get mine, you don't have to. You can create your own and it'll tell you what's in the packet so that you can create your own if you decide to do that. Okay, okay. Yeah. I think I was looking at yours and it just, it makes me feel a little more confident to have something that's already been done, you know? Yeah. It's definitely been used by hundreds, if not thousands of pet sitters. So, mm-hmm. you know, they've had a lot of good results. And I have to say, I mean, I hired in the course of owning my business for 18 years, I hired over 250 people. Oh, wow. And then the last year before I sold it, I had 35 dog walkers and pet sitters and four managers. So it really served me well, you know, it really yeah. did. And I heard amazing people, you know, and part of that is gut too. You have to go with your gut. Yeah. And if you're working with animals, you've got a really attuned gut for the most part. Most people mm-hmm. do because animals do. And if you're around them a lot, it's almost like through osmosis, you get it, right? You uh-huh. feel it. You begin to, take that on that instinctual nature that they have at least that's what I found and yeah and like not not verbal communication totally yeah and feeling things right really knowing the truth Mm -hmm. powerful yeah animals are great teacher that way yeah they really are (laughs) all right my dear well I wish you all the best all right you in this next journey of yours here All right. Me too. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay. Take good care. All right. Bye. Okay. Bye. Hi, pet business owners. I really enjoyed working with Elisa and I hope you got a lot out of listening to the segment with her. I've had a number of pet business owners email me about how to be on the podcast as a coaching client. Just so you know, I currently have many, many people, in fact, hundreds of people who have requested to be on the podcast and be coached on the podcast. However, you are welcome to apply to be put on the podcast coaching waitlist by going to the show notes at prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 47. That's the number 47. And again, that's prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 47. Also on the show notes page, you will find a link to the Prosperous Pet Business Facebook group, as well as some other items that I've posted on that show notes page. And I just want to remind you, if you are enjoying the podcast, 
I would be so grateful if you would be willing to take just a moment to write a quick review on iTunes or wherever you hear the podcast. Having reviews really helps those pet business owners who are in need of this free help find the podcast. So if you feel inspired, if you would be willing to just give me a minute of your time by writing a review, I would be so grateful. Writing a review on iTunes, some people have asked me, how do I do that? So basically what you do is you, on iTunes, you go to that search bar, that magnifying button, even if you are subscribed to Prosperous Pet Business, and you type in that search bar on the podcast button, Prosperous Pet Business. It will pop up, you click on it, and then you scroll down and you'll see write a review. And if you'd be willing to do that, I would be so happy. Thank you, everyone. I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful day, a wonderful rest of your week, and I will see you very soon here on the podcast. Well, I don't, won't really see you, but I will be connecting with you, and I look forward to that. Take good care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast. It would be great if you would take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes. For any questions, comments, or pet business coaching topics you would like to hear on future podcasts, please visit us at www.prosperouspetbusiness.com or www.sixfigurepetbusinessacademy.com.